0: Hello, humans. Hello, humans. It's uh, November 8th, early in the morning. Too damn early. Old men get up early, but we don't like driving in the dark. Although my eyes are pretty good. I don't really worry about that so much. Interesting times here. Um, So there's a... (laughs) <laughs> there's some weird stuff going on. So, um, some craters on the moon have disappeared. Okay. Now these are not, um, impact craters. Impact craters are always at an angle. You never see a, um, a meteor come straight down on a, on anything. They always come in at an angle. They, uh, therefore plow up and leave a, uh, uh and, and sort of auger in. They sort of dig in as they come in, right? So they'll have a bow wave that will kick up a bunch of debris ahead of them. And um, uh, they'll have this like a uh, comet shaped hole that they leave. So it'll be long and narrow at the tail where it first comes in and then it'll plow up. And when they finally stop, there's a big mass of um, material ahead of them. And so, uh, and that's the normal <laughs> course of, um, of these things coming in. We um, we don't have that on the moon. All the craters have uh, nice circular holes around them uh, and they have uh, material built up all the way around the edge of that hole. So if it were an impact, there would have to be a um, a come straight in. Further, all these craters have flat bottoms. Okay, Uh, so they're not irregular. Those that don't have flat bottoms have stair-stepped or spiral grooves cut in them as though someone were down there with a bulldozer. Anyway, so um, a couple of these craters have been disappeared. And uh, one of the guys I was talking to online, who's a um, uh, he does like uh, NASA kind of stuff, right? He's a subcontractor for uh, analysis for uh, space guys. I guess he's also going to be doing some work with the Space Force. Um, so he says, right? But he's a—he's an analyst. Anyway, one of the things that he had to tell him was, uh, whoever it was he was doing a contract for, he had to come back and tell him, well, we can't do what you want uh, because the uh, moon marks or landmarks, right, on the moon, reference points on the moon that we had been using are gone. And, uh, so there were these three craters that they were doing something with, um, you know, um, spatially, they were trying to plot something. I don't know what, and, um, they can't find them anymore. (laughs) So they were named craters, the whole thing. He said, one of them, we know where it is because of two other referential moon marks that they use. Um, And he says, it looks like it's been covered up by bulldozers. (laughs) It looks like it's been flat. There's a flat plain where there used to be this crater. It wasn't a big crater or anything, but it was significant. And then there's a couple of large ish, uh, very significant craters that have disappeared, you know, named after famous people in the whole thing. And so the famous people don't have their namesakes up there anymore. They don't have their talisman on the moon anymore because the, um, craters have disappeared. So there's some kind of. Uh there's always activity on the moon. They're always doing stuff up there because like us, they're running around. There's shit that has to be done every day. There's work. And the the moon guys are doing that too. The um the effect of this on this guys uh on the subcontractor's work was that he basically had to go back to him and said, you guys have to either redefine your uh, parameters for the job um, or accept that it can't be done the way you want it. And so I don't know how they're going to resolve it or any of that kind of stuff. uh, But he said it was a very weird conversation. And uh, he made note that they didn't seem surprised. Okay, so he's dealing with some high-level government guys and he noted that in this meeting where he had to go on in and basically deliver this bombshell news that, you know, uh, these craters weren't there to use as, as their reference points anymore for whatever their project was. Um, <laughs> then it, it comes back that, oh, well, damn, <laughs> you know, he expected a big, big reaction in the meeting and he basically got none. Uh, so uh, So that was a little interesting for him here's another one of those aid cars. They're out here all the time now. The uh, wreck that was there the other day on that other talk was a nasty, nasty wreck. This car was totally fucking destroyed. Um, you know, the top was ripped off. There was no glass left on it anymore. I still don't know what happened. Uh, it, was, it was actually right across the street from the corner of my property. Uh, but that's only a few, uh, maybe a half a mile from the Um, the county's uh, uh, regional um, aid station, their fire station, aid station thing there. And uh, so, you know, if you're going to have a wreck, that's a good spot. They were very close. And, you know, they got there literally uh, seconds before I did with their uh, primary um, fire truck thing. And then the aid car came um, just as I was pulling into my driveway. So within just a few minutes, it took them a long time to uh, cut the buggers out of the car, though. I don't know how many people. I don't know if there were fatalities. I'm assuming it's a accident. It was just really horrific to have happened right there. Usually, you know, we don't see the kind of speeds that would cause that kind of um, a wreck unless a logging truck was involved. You have to understand these logging trucks have, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds of lumber on them and we've got a small hill so they have to build up speed and then they get to the top of the hill there where uh, my property is just a little ways on that top of the hill. So by the time they get up to my property, they're starting to gain speed as they're coming out of the speed control area, which is like 30 miles an hour. So they're trying to gain speed because they've got a long haul and a lot of weight and they've just come up this short windy hill. So usually even the logging trucks don't have enough speed to, Uh, But, you know, with that kind of weight, they would have crushed this little car. Would have just smashed it all the fucking going. But I didn't see that. I could not see what the cause of um, the accident was. So I only saw one car that was destroyed. Um, Didn't see any others that I could tell had been involved. You have to understand that out here, uh, everybody basically, they get a new car and they let it rust away on them. And then they go buy a new car Uh, because everything rusts so fast. And you just... There's no point to trying to maintain metal against the environment. So, you know, five-year-old cars, they get a scratch in the paint. They may have rust over huge areas uh, as a result of that scratch. And even without that, they've got rust underneath and so on. Um, uh, You know, so so basically what I'm trying to say is, so a lot of cars, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell they've been in a wreck, right? Because they don't look that skookum to begin with. Um, Skookum, by the way, is a... Salish word, uh, S-K-O-O-U-M. It's uh, used in a bunch of the tribes around here. And there's a river named like that. So there's the Skookumchuck River, which means finest kind fish. Good fishing river, right? Skookum means top dog, finest kind, best of, uh, excellent, you know, exceptional, yada, yada, yada. Um, Anyway, um so getting back to the moon okay so so this guy goes to the meeting the uh, his principals, uh, his uh, his clients are not that distressed he has not shared what the result of the meeting was what's going to go on or any of that he was just quite surprised that the people in the meeting and i don't know how many there were but he was quite surprised that they um uh, evidenced no shock that there had been major landform changes on the moon in the period of this um Uh, Contract, which I think is uh, he's been dealing with this for about six months. He said there was some six-month reference in his um, writing about it. So uh, there was something going on for for maybe the last six months. And in that six-month period of time, the nature of the contract has changed, like radically. Um, In fact, he does not, he cannot proceed with whatever the fuck he was doing uh, the way they had originally planned six months ago. Uh, given the um, the state of the information now uh, that they're dealing with so so anyway um, uh, so that was one interesting uh, thing about the moon so uh, so it points to activity it points to recent activity it points to recent activity on a pretty good scale I mean, we're not talking little tiny craters. We're talking stuff that, you know, I guess the big one, I'll have to go and look and see how big it was. But, you know, it might be a couple of miles across. You know, a good size one. Um, anyway, so that's not the only part there. And then, um, okay, so there was this uh, a big screw-up uh, on my last... Uh, RV interaction with the RV guys uh, on Dick Algyer's group, and Dick Algyer and his buddies are are top dog in what they do. I've got no complaints whatsoever, but the guy who did the tasking really fucked it up, in my opinion, and got me into a, a kind of a bind um, with a bunch of stuff. And I'm just not doing any um, interaction with these guys anymore, right? Because you got to go through this handler fellow in order to. Um, task out uh, for the remote viewing. So anyway, so I'm not involved with them anymore, but the thing that had triggered that last um, target uh, is uh, much more active again now. And so we've got a, um, uh, another prompt, so to speak, uh, another uh, point of activity. And this is the same point of activity that, that prompted that last RV. And it's much more energetic at this point. Um, We don't have a way to quantify it. So, I mean, it's not like we can say, uh, the people on the moon are, you know, have had 10% more activity or 20% more activity. We just, because we're not keeping track of it in a, a meaningful fashion, we just don't know there have been, uh, significant, noticeable, uh, substantial, uh, changes. Um, on the moon, indicating activity uh, that we have not seen um, recently, right? So we haven't seen this kind of activity uh, two years ago, all right? Well, or three years ago. Two years ago, we started seeing more activity. Last year, we saw even, even a little bit more than the year before. And then this year, there's been a lot more activity uh, than there has been in previous years. And right at the moment... Uh, that spot on the backside of the moon uh, that had had been our target, or that had mistakenly been the target um, uh, by the RV tasker guy, uh, you know, was inappropriate. I didn't want to have... Dick go and look at these space aliens. It was the last thing I wanted was for them to know we were snooping on them. I wanted a different set of information and I was uh, in the process of figuring out how we would target it all and task it all when um, the tasker for the group set them on to this spot on the moon and got us into this uh, kind of a problem. Anyway though, that spot now is like twice as hot as it had been before and it was the heat that had, had caused me to um, uh, zero in on it as a source for, hopefully, the kind of information I wanted to find out. I got some of the information, right? So we found out that they're speaking Etruscan. So this makes a lot of sense relative to, to what uh, some of the speculation has been about how things emerged, how things manifested on the moon uh okay so that etruscan is being used that it showed up uh in the rv is very meaningful information i'm glad to have it it's happenstance but universe uh, controls happenstance so they wanted me to know this and apparently it that was the um uh, supposed to be the takeaway for me uh, and I, I don't know if we would have gotten that if we had devised a different method for actually trying to find out uh, what I was after, right? Uh, so now we have to speculate on the, the who and the why part that I was trying to figure out, trying to, to suss out by way of analysis. Um, we have to speculate on, on some of that, but we do know some pretty solid stuff. And this, this thing about Etruscan is extremely meaningful because of the nature of the language the small area in uh, Northern Italy, it supposedly was spoken in, the nature of the language itself is not Teutonic, not um, Romanesque. You know, it doesn't relate to uh, Portuguese, Italian, Spanish or French, um, nor any of the precursors. And it doesn't relate to the Germanic languages, uh, including English, which are all the Teutonic. So it's entirely isolated. Yet it's surrounded by the evolution of um, the Romance languages uh, through um, Italian. And and also it doesn't resemble Greek at all. Uh, There's some people that are saying that Etruscan is Welsh or Welsh is Etruscan, right? And there's a lot to suggest that this is factual because of the nature of how uh, Britain was um, populated. I'm not okay. So it's not my goal to to recreate and find out actual history of humanity. That's not what I'm attempting to do. Uh, it would be good to know this. It would help if I knew that. It would seriously help uh, the work I'm after. Uh, but it's as I say, it's not what I'm headed for. Um, that. Uh, Okay, so but we are in fact having to to do uh, historical recreations uh, as we go along to try and try and suss a few things out here, and um, uh, I'm of the opinion that the um, Elohim are still in charge of the moon, even though they may not live there on Moss. Okay, uh, I think that they. Um, uh, there may be a class of minions who may be mind-controlled robots, for all I know. Uh, they're organic, though. Um, so, so that may be the case that there, that there's like one or two of the Elohim up there uh, to keep track of everybody, uh, to keep on top of things. Uh, whereas the um, the majority of them are gone and. In my opinion, they're living out near uh, Saturn and Jupiter. They may be living on Iapetus, another moon out there that is, uh, for all intents and purposes, appears to be um, um, created, a device, um, you know, manufactured. Uh, They could be in spaceships. They could be on the the major planets themselves. Uh, uh, We just don't know. But it appears as though the moon is not their center of activity, that if anything, it is um, uh, an outlier, an outpost uh, for their uh, civilization. And as such, it may just only have a few of the of the Elohim there, if any. But it does have minions. And we know that those um, the minion guys, at least, are out there doing stuff. This, this stuff gets real complicated, especially with all of the stuff going on here um, on, the, on earth. Bear in mind that without the Elohim, we don't have Israel and we don't have Jews, okay? The Elohim created the Jews. The Jews were not created by the Creator God. They were modified uh, by the Elohim, and they accepted the... Um, dominion and, and instruction of the Elohim uh, as to who they are, etc., etc. And uh, so the Jews say they are chosen by their God. Well, their God was El Elyon, uh, the Most High of the El. Okay, he was not... Uh, um, in any event, he's, you know, is a corporeal being. It's not a... um uh, It's not uh, a creator God, monotheism, none of that, okay? So they were... Israel exists because these people are saying, hey, hey, these space aliens gave us title to this property. We don't have any genetic linkage to it. None of our people have ever lived there. We're all Ashkenazi. We're all uh, Khazarians and Ashkenazi. And none of our people have any uh, genetic linkage to. Um, hang on, we got more shit going on on the road uh, stuff here, I think. Oh, okay. little puppy dog. We think he came out of that house. Those people are nice and taking him back. Yep, they got the dog. Okay. Alrighty, <laughs> stuff on the road out here guys if it's not bears it's dogs um, now kid you not I've had to had to slow down and stop because I didn't want to pound into a 400-pound bear that was ambling across the road uh, anyway where was I with that Elohim. oh yeah yeah okay so um so the, the Jews claim that God gave them title to that property, all right? We don't have a deed. Nobody's ever talked to God that said the Jews have actual title to this property. Uh, this is all basically a scam, a, a con, okay? Even if they believe it, they can only take it back as far as the Elohim, who we know were fucking space aliens, who we suspect are still living on the moon. Uh, still controlling and inhabiting the moon and other bodies in our solar system. And perhaps they're down here fucking with us as well. You know, there's always the rumors of the Anunnaki or the Elohim still having one or two people uh, in Antarctica. So anyway, so we live in a confused state down here uh, where we're uh, being uh, shifted around and manipulated and all this kind of stuff all based on, uh, space aliens. So, you know, I mean, no wonder the Jews and the Israelis, the Israeli government's really pissed at me now. They've been irritating, um, the American government to get uh, shit to fall on me, uh, because of my statements. But the reason that, that they're doing this is because my statements about the Elohim, uh, chop off all of their claims right at the knees, right? Um, because if it's the space aliens that gave you title, well, hey, fuck that, dude. We don't acknowledge that the space aliens ever own this shit. Uh, we don't acknowledge that the space aliens have any fucking right to be giving you any property at all. This being the case, uh, you know, we don't accept the existence of um, Israel as a claim from a god as to who should have it and why and so forth, right? Right. And so in that sense, they say, I'm a huge anti-Semitic guy. I'm not anti-Semitic. I like the Palestinians. The fucking Jews are anti-Semitic because they're not Semitic people. Less than 2% of the Jews are actually uh, genetically related to the Semitic people uh, that had previously inhabited uh, Judea. Less than 2%. So um, this is the, this is the state of our planet. Uh, It's basically coming to a hit so all of these issues are all coming out uh, the israelis are acting uh, genocidal just as the elohim did the elohim had uh killed vast quantities of humans uh for various different reasons okay uh, they were hunting to to get a kind of a human they could genetically modify so they tried to modify a lot and when those failed they would just kill them all uh just remove them right Uh, they tried all different kinds of stuff, and so they've been killing humans for a long fucking time. Um, And they've killed lots of them and have removed a lot. And this is just part of the way that they operate. So you can't, to a certain extent, uh, get too bit out of shape um, about the the genocide of the Jews because this is how they've been trained by their space alien masters. uh, uh, Most Jews have not read... The Talmud. Most Jews don't have a fucking clue about what's in it. Most of them, if they read any other language than their native tongue, are probably reading um, Yiddish and not um, uh, Hebrew. So, um, hang on. Got to do some stuff here. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) so that's the the state of our existence now is that we've got all this goofiness that relates to or is caused by uh, the appearance of the space aliens uh, several thousand years ago, and it may not be that that long. So our history has been hugely distorted, and there is reason to suspect that as little as 1,500 years ago, thereabouts, Um, There were still El on the planet, and there may still be Elohim down in Antarctica. We don't know what the fuck's going on in Antarctica because our governments are not the creatures. They're not owned by the populace. Our governments are owned by some other entity, which we call the Kazarian Mafia, which may be owned on the other side of it by the Elohim. Uh, No way to know. So anyway, so this is a state of it all. (coughs) Now you got the um, Israelis saying, we're going to nuke Gaza. We're going to nuke Gaza. This, as I said, was forecast as the sum of all fears. All this talk about nuclear bombs and all of that, right? Personally, I don't think they'll do it. The reason I don't think that they'll do it has, uh, comes down to essentially one key bit of information that the owners of Israel, the central banks of the planet, the Rockefellers, etc., they know. And they know that the minute that there's a nuclear explosion from anybody, doesn't matter if it's the Jews or anybody, but if there's a nuclear explosion in Gaza, everybody's gonna blame Israel, no matter who sets it off, right? Um, but it doesn't matter. The first nuke that explodes totally destroys the central banking system of the planet, right? The Russian central bank, even the Russian central bank would have bank runs because people would be so fucking freaked out and every single bank in the uh, Western world would fail because of the giant amount of bank runs that would just start and never fucking stop. Every time a bank opened, there would be people there trying to get money out of it. Uh, More of these slow fuckers, more roadwork. Anyway, so so I don't think they'll do a nuke because the, the situation is ever so much more dire than that, really, which is to say that the uh, the nukes also cause derivatives to fail. OK, they would. The confidence is pretty shaky now. The only thing that um, keeps derivatives afloat, so to speak, is the willingness of the central bank to buy them back and resell them to you uh, and take some loss along the way just in order to keep them, quote, alive. And um, all the derivatives amount to quadrillions, quadrillions of dollars, of petrodollars, And the uh, derivatives would sink the financial system because the derivatives are what are backing lots of the uh, retirement systems around the planet, including the retirement system here in the United States, the social security system. So the first nuke in Israel destroys the social security system in the United States because there won't be banks to uh, pony up the money to the federal government in order for this whole uh, round robin thing, uh, the slush fund, giant slush fund stuff to continue. And so we'll see at that point, a a nuclear explosion, uh, destroys the entire financial structure built on central banks, uh, from the Western world. At that point, we would imagine, uh, that an ounce of gold might, might fetch $30,000, $50,000, whatever people would be willing to pay you in terms of paper. And you're not going to be accepting digital very likely. You're going to want something a little bit more substantial. So, and then it's going to be, if you're in a deal like that, there won't be an exchange. There won't be an, a, a, a fixed value on gold or silver or Bitcoin or any of that, right? It will be whatever you can negotiate, whatever you're willing to hold out for in the way of a price. Simply because we won't have the the structure, the system, the regulation, the organization in order to support... Um, a uh, a structured uh, price control mechanism right and so right now in some areas in China uh, gold is uh, $2,300 there's actually an internal uh, Chinese arbitrage on an ounce of gold it's not much it's probably not worth the trouble unless you're you know need to make those few dollars on each each transaction but it exists Uh, And it's going to get worse just in the normal course of things. If there's a nuclear explosion, then you can can bet that price will go ten times as high, if not like a hundred times as high, because there would be no way to tell what the reality is for a price. And your price locally wouldn't necessarily relate to anybody else's price anywhere else on the planet, because it's a matter of getting that gold or that commodity to them, and so location matters at that stage, right? And we get into an entirely different world. This is why I don't think there's any real risk of nuclear explosions. Um, It's really interesting that the Israelis are so fucking aggressive over this false flag. You know, they created it. So, in 1967, um, some Arabs were chosen to head Hamas, to create Hamas. They were chosen by Mossad and uh, the spy agency for Israel, whose motto is... By deception, thou shalt do war. You know, really, really scary model. Anyway, um, so the Mossad owns Hamas. And Hamas is owned by some really rich fucking uh, millionaires or billionaires even uh, that live in um, United Arab Emirates. Because the UAE is um, uh, willing to support them and willing to give them, you know, uh, free room and board in these fantastic hotels and the whole thing. And so uh, Hamas is a uh, uh, an organization. So in my way of thinking, if there is an organization, then hey, the um, the Jews, the Khazarians, they can infiltrate that organization and take it over and they probably will. That's their method of operation is through the bylaws and organizations and so on. That's how they take over things. And that's what happened with um, that's what is happening with um, Jordan Peterson's Ark. Jordan Peterson's kind of a slow-witted fellow. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good thinker, but he's not a fast thinker. He doesn't have a lot on the uptake, in my opinion, because he took the shots. He couldn't see so far that he understood that it was a, a depopulation agenda and so forth, right? So he's just not that swift. He's, he's more of a uh, a high-end normie, okay? Just like um, uh, Brett Weinstein and his wife Heather Haying. I like these two. They're biologists. Uh, you know, they're, they're homies, they're Washington State kind of guys, uh, used to even be in, uh, they used to live like less than three miles from my house in Olympia, uh, but um, they're basically high-end normies. They're not woo people, they just don't grasp it. Um, anyway, so we're at that point where the we're having this collision between the normies and the over-woo. And uh, the normies are thrashing around and they're getting all this information and, you know, there's people, there's normies are being told, oh my God, there's going to be nukes and Gaza's going to be, you know, irradiated, incinerated, et cetera, et cetera. And the normies are um, uh, getting all of this. Uh, there are plans afoot, right? So we're in the midst of a number of different agendas that are fighting it out. So there's a self-organizing collective that wants to restore Uh, Republic status to the United States that wants to remove the Kazarian Mafia and the central banks from this country and uh, set us back on our constitutional path. They're fighting the Kazarian Mafia. And then within all of those, within the Kazarian Mafia and the Self-Organizing Collective and so on, are other smaller groups that have their own uh, more immediate uh, goals. And then they cooperate in this, uh, you know, uh, larger effort. And that's the state of our world. It's going to be really chaotic. It's not binary. I don't see the thing as, um, uh, as simplistic as uh, white hats versus black hats. That is just uh, too narrow of an understanding uh, here in our current situation. I mean, it's going to get ever so much more complex as we start getting into uh, politics outside of our planet uh, within the solar system here then we get into huge amounts of, uh, complexity relative to, um, intergroup politics. So for instance, the very minute that we have normies and officials, Jesus Christ, uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm in town now and here's a small herd of deer led by a four point buck (laughs) walking down the road. Uh, Anyway. Uh, They saw me and they got off. (laughs) They stepped up on some grass there. So that's good. Um, So anyway, the the minute that we have the uh, normie media uh, and normies having to face the idea of space aliens, then imagine the stuff that also has to be faced a little bit further down the road. So if we say, hey, there's Elohim living on the moon and the Elohim did this that and the other thing and we know they're there and we can see their activities now all right we can stop right there you instantly if you're a woo person you got to say okay if there's a group of space aliens living on the moon are they native to our solar system or did they come here from somewhere else and then, of course, you know, if they're up there living on the moon, what kind of technology do they have? How did they get here in the solar system? If they're not part of the solar system, if they're native to this solar system, where did they arise? Did they did they arise on Earth? Did they arise on the fifth planet that got destroyed? Yada, 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 yada. We've got tons and tons and tons of questions at that stage, none of which have any uh, ability for us to um, resolve, to answer, although we can whittle away you know, some things that don't fit, so to speak. So, you know, if, if we just saw one of them, then we can make all kinds of speculation about the nature of the being um, and its history just based on um, some presumption of its biology and its working of its biology having seen it. So there's, um, there's going to be huge amounts of <coughs> new information coming out and then tons more speculation. And so the woo world is just going to go crazy as that happens. Uh, with all of the speculation and stuff, right? Um, anyway, so i got to get here and get some stuff done. There's the mill. Um, but it's going to be an interesting period of time. Uh, through these next bits of months uh, You get to see people out there saying oh, we're gonna have nuke war in December 4th or December 8th or something like that Right and these guys there's a lot of people saying this kind of shit And they're saying it at the moment because there are some people out there saying we're re- we're running reverse speech on all these world leaders And the reverse speech says that they want to nuke us all And it's like eh, you know, their reverse speech mechanisms are not that detailed, not that analyzed, not that rigid, and I don't know that they're actually based on a whole lot of um, facts relative to the past. So we don't have any um, history of reverse speech where we could say, okay, look, this guy using this method got this stuff out of these people and it actually manifested this way. We don't have a whole lot of that. Anyway, though, guys, so you're going to hear a lot of people with their nukes. I don't think it's going to happen because of the <coughs> impact on the banking system, but you'll certainly hear it over these next little bit. So, got to go, got to get some stuff done.